Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. Who we have with us today is Jen Sugarmeyer, all the way from Dallas, Texas. Jen is a coach, an author, and has seen a lot of ups and downs throughout her life before she came to where she is today. Today, we're going to hear from her in her own words about her journey through life, what brought her to where she is today, and why she is looking to help others. Welcome, Jen. Hi, thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Yeah, it, it, it seems to, um, as if you can follow along with me, there's a, there's a lot of paths that it took to get to where I am today. So I started out uh, as, as a child, and I always wanted to help people. And, and somewhere along the way, um, I ended up getting a degree in criminal justice and, you know, uh, 9-11 happened. I, I ended up switching my, my career and and then I ended in, up in one job, led to another. I've worked everything. I was spent 15 years in corporate America. I ended up in IT, so not criminal justice. Uh, I ended up getting an MBA. Uh, that's not IT. So there's a whole lot of, of moving around. And, and, I, and I really just, I think I went a, a lot where I think my boss was where it thought I would be a good fit. And all of a sudden I ended up and I was climbing the, the corporate ladder and I ended up, I was a senior director uh, of IT here in Dallas, Texas. And I had been doing that. And a lot of things in the background were just changing. And I had a lot of conflict internally. And I said, you know what, it is time for a change. So I think from a professional standpoint, I'll just stop there. I don't know if you have any questions and, and then I can get into some of the, the personal, what, what was going on in parallel. Sure. Yeah. So, so my, um, so my, when I look back at, at my, my personal life, I started out when I was 12 and I had an eating disorder. And that was five years of my life that I was really consumed by this disease. Mm -hmm. Um, a very misunderstood disease. And what I didn't understand at the time is that I was really creating this double life. And I knew that people, I didn't want to show people what was going on. And when I got, I'll say a handle on that addiction, and I really probably didn't call it an addiction at the time, and I do now. Um, one addiction just led to another, and all of a sudden, there I was, and I was that senior director in corporate America, and I was an alcoholic, and I was living a double life. So for over two decades, uh, in parallel, I had my life going through all these twists and turns of you know, criminal justice, or am I working at the airlines? Am I working for the government? Am I in Afghanistan? Am I in the US? Am I working for a private or public company? Twists and turns all over. And yet I was living this double life. And I had become so disconnected with the person that I was. And, and I really looked at myself in the mirror and I said, how did I get here? And it was when I started to have those hard conversations conversations is really when I started to make the changes in my life. So when you say double life, was it, you know, more about all the different things that were coming at you and how you're reacting to them? And at the same time, you're trying to keep up this corporate persona? Or were you having some internal discussions with yourself in terms of who you really are as a person and what you're trying to be out there in the world? Yeah, I think probably a combination of everything. I, I knew that it wasn't mainstream 
to have the behaviors that was happening behind the scenes. Um, and I didn't identify with that person. I didn't like who I was after hours. I didn't like, you know, that person I became. I call it my bewitching hour. And, and yet it was someone that I, I couldn't, I couldn't shake. I couldn't get rid of her. There was this, this, this thing that happened to me every single day that drove me to drink and I, and I didn't like her. And, and yeah, there were internal struggles as well because I, I, it's almost like I didn't acknowledge it because I did keep it hidden. So my double life, I, I was showing you what was mainstream, which what, what was acceptable. And it was also what the person that I identified with for the most part. Um, I, I had a lot of things that I needed to do to myself to, to really work on my mindset and my, my own growth. But the person that was in front of you, that was truly Jen Sugarmeyer. And the person behind the scene was also Jen, but, but it was one that I didn't identify with. And, and I really needed to, to work on her. Um, and, and that impacted the person that you saw and, and see in front of you today. So, you know, just having, having a facade, it's pretty tiring. And you're talking about doing it for about two decades, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think of reaching out to help? at some point or did you have help coming your way i it was extremely exhausting um and it, it's toxic it is com- it is toxic to the soul and where i was mentally before i started making some changes in my life was was at such a dark place and i tried everything i tried for a decade to get sober and and, and i'm not um knocking on on any of these solutions or or any of these um things that i tried but neurolis neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, acupuncture, group. I tried to some extent, but I kept what I what I realized now is I kept looking at what I thought was maybe a, a simple solution, which was, can, can you just give me a pill and maybe this will fix it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept going after what I thought was the problem, which was drinking, but it turned out that was just a symptom. So, so my life began to change and, and my career path changed when I started, I started to date someone and I, I really wanted, I'm, I'm at an, you know, an age in my life that I wanted to, I wanted to share it with someone and yet I, I really struggled with getting close to anyone uh, because I did have this double life. And, and I started dating this person and I did this if then thing, you know, if I start dating someone, then I'll be happy and I'll start stop drinking. And that was like a solution. You know, that, that was a way I was going to remedy this, what I thought was my problem. And we sat down after four months. I thought I was, I thought I was, you know, hiding my, my issues from him. And for the first time, someone saw right through me and we sat down and we had quote unquote the talk. And he said these seven words that changed the course of my entire life and took me to my plan B. And he said, Jen, you need to learn to love yourself. And it emotionally cracked me wide open. It was like for the, for the first time, I, I, no, no one came at me with anger. I mean, I was ready for, I was, I was ready to, to be combative. You know, let's sit down, let's have the talk. He's going to tell me something, you know, and I'm going to combat his, you know, whatever. And he just said, you need to learn to love yourself. And it took me back to that, to that child that, you know, my whole life I've wanted to help people. And yet now I've been given the story of how I can help people. And it's through my own story. So, 
So really, um, after we had that discussion, I, uh, I took an entire year and I focused on myself and that was it. And, and I started working what was sort of a program. And I have since turned that program into my program that is now trademarked. And it is also in my book, Reset, uh, which was a number one bestseller. And that's what I use for my, with my one-on-one clients. So I have since left corporate and I am using my, I will say my story just as my relatable story, but what I've learned through the process. And, and it, it's funny that life has a way of kind of coming back around. What are you passionate about? And it was, I knew it all along and I never knew that it would be my story that would help get me to where I am today, kind of taking that leap and really following the path. It wasn't the IT, it wasn't the all these other paths that I was taking, but it truly came down to to wanting to help others. So talk about uh, your book, Reset. You know, when did you write that and what was that journey like? You know, it was an incredible journey. I I have since uh, written, uh, I've written two books and and both are... Everything that I wrote about was exactly what I went through. So I found the content very easy. I didn't have to make up characters. I didn't have to think of situations. It was all, and I am very vulnerable. I, I put a lot of, um, I put a lot of me out there and, and very real conversations. And I do that, um, not because this is the come and clean of Jen Sugarmeyer, but because I believe that there is, I'm not alone. I'm not alone in in my stories. And I think that if we are open and honest about talking with them, it makes people feel that they're not alone. Um, and and it, it reduces the stigma around it because I kept my double life for so long because I thought that, that you know, I was going to lose my job or something was going to happen. And the reality is that, you know, we're humans at our core. So the process to me was really simple. I, I sat down and I wrote everything that I did. I started working on my anger. I worked on, um, you know, I, I learned a lot about energies. Um, I became much more of a minimalist. Um, I worked on getting rid of all the negativity and the toxicity in my life and replacing that with positivity. And so it was a lot of mind shifts that I had to do and the way I thought about things. And so I walk the reader through and I share a lot of my personal stories. Again, this isn't the story of Jen Sugarmeyer, but I walk the reader through what it looks like to actually change your life. And I do it in a five-step process of a methodical way um, in order to really have a long-term transformation in your life. So very powerful book. And it was, it was incredible to live through it, but to write it was, it's, it's it's hard to explain, but you become you just you get so much stronger in the process having written it yourself and now coaching it. So they say the teacher learns the most. What about your uh, other book, the second one? So my second book called Defining Your Boundaries. I have there's a lot of topics that are that are discussed within Reset, and some at um you know, we, we dig in some, but a lot of them. What I'm going to start doing is now taking and writing a book about them. So my second book is Defining Your Boundaries. Um, there's so much power in boundaries. And, and the reason I wrote it really is when COVID started happening, we saw the world in, in panic. 
you know, turned on the TV. We were watching our 401k drop. We were watching the death toll rise. We were watching loss of jobs, all of these things that we could not control. And, and yet it was, it was causing a lot of fear and an anxiety. And I woke up one morning at 2.30 and I could not get the idea out of my head. I said, I need to write this book on boundaries and I need to do it now because it's going to address uh, a concern that the nation has. And, and so that's why I wrote that. Um, so it's actually on paperback, audible and ebook. Um, and, and it's really about putting boundaries in your life. I mean, if you, I, I had, I couldn't even believe I wrote an entire book about boundaries, but it's, it's, um, you know, they're emotional, they're mental, they're material, they're physical, they're sexual, they're, they're time. There's so many different types of boundaries that we can put in our life and that keep us in a happy place. So, um, so it, it, they're not prerequisites to have read reset before you read defining your boundaries, but, but both are along the same vein. Awesome. So, you know, one of the things that you mentioned is that double life for 20 years. And I get the personal side of it. But when you look at the corporate side of it, when you look at your journey in the corporate world, and you were trying to shield your personal life from your corporate life, because you thought it would implicate it in some manner. But what do you think, what has been your experience on the corporate side in terms of the humanity aspect of it, which you mentioned? Corporates recognizing people for who they are than just the next person coming in to do a job. You know, how does, how does that play a role? You know, have you, have you been through any kinds of uh, corporate politics or, um, you know, trying to just do more than your job, you know, trying to actually safeguard your own position in the domain? And has that affected you in any way? Yeah, I think it's definitely a touchy subject. And I, I think we've seen a change in corporate America where, and I think this is some of what a lot of people are afraid of, or I'll at least just speak for myself. We used to see people with their company for 30 years, you know, that well, this is the only job I've ever had, right? And and now we see people for a much shorter duration. And it's sort of a, a two-way street. But what I found um, is that you know, we can only control what we control. We can't control what a company is going to do. And, and in the spirit of transparency, I was not real thrilled with my last job. And when I started going through my own personal transformations, I was still working in corporate. I kept thinking, man, I just want to leave this job. This job doesn't bring me happiness. And what I found is after I started working on myself and really reconnecting with the person inside, eliminating the negativity, getting rid of my anger, working on my positivity, that the way that I started looking at my job was entirely different. One of the principles I talk about in Reset, one of the steps is living in gratitude, is learning to be present. And so when you when you structure your life and and you're you're filled with positivity and you're learning to be you know grateful for things. So I started looking at the job not as this oh I hate coming into work I, you know same people all the time are we ever going to make progress as a company and just all the things that you know I, I just these dialogues that we go through daily oh these people don't know how to do their job you know why are they here whatever I started saying you know I'm so grateful for this job. And I'm grateful that I come to work. 
I'm respected. I know the players. I can come in and I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to come in and do exorbitant hours. So I, st- I started shifting the way that I started viewing the company, which in turn made me a better employee. I was happier and a show that a happier employee is 12% more productive. And so, you know, I think you can't control how the company is going to, to respond to you. But I think when you really start to work on yourself internally, it, you just become a better person and you actually start to, to find the gratitude in the workplace and, and, you know, and, and, you have to realize that, that you can't control. There were things that I did that I've done in my career and, and, and I stood true to me and I felt good about me staying true to myself. You know, I had a boss one time and he said, do you want this job? And I said, no. And I got laid off from that job. And it wasn't the outcome that I thought, but I knew that I stayed true to me and, and the um, direction that I saw my career. So, and if I think if we just stay in that mindset, then, then we, we have those boundaries in place where we can stay in happiness. You know, one of the things that triggered for you was the personal re-engineering aspect. You know, basically going back and looking at yourself and saying, okay, I don't want to don a mask every time I go out. Uh, I'd like to be the person that I truly am. That's one aspect of it. That's one part of your journey. You know, after you had that uh, sit-down talk, how long was it before you, know, you started working towards re-engineering yourself to who you are today? Immediately. I immediately started the process. I, I don't know how long we sat there. I'm going to guess it was about 20 minutes. That's what it felt like. And I told him that I was committed to my own personal growth that day. And we didn't last much longer than two weeks, but I, I am very, um, when I put my mind to something, I'm all in and, and that's what I did. And I, and I knew I didn't want to turn all the knobs at the same time, which is a character defect of mine. I will just do everything. It's like, I want to lose weight or so, or I want to do something. So I'll go to the, to the store and I'll buy 20 different you know, things from the GNC and I don't know what works and what doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't actually isolate, but I isolated this time because I wanted to work on a concept. So it was immediate and I started seeing some things almost immediately and it was a good seven to eight month journey for me to see really big changes in my life. And I still grow every day. I still am growing and changing and evolving. But it was immediate once we had that conversation. And at what point did you make the shift from professional, uh, you know, career woman to actually starting a business? Uh, it was shortly after I, I wrote the book. I knew I wanted to um, go into this full time. So I started doing things in parallel with my corporate career. So, yeah, it was a lot of very long days, um, you know going to the office then coming home and working till the evening. But, um, but I, I knew after about seven or eight months that I wanted to write a book and it was shortly after I started writing my book that I knew I wanted to, to build this into a business. So how long have you been in this business now? Uh, for over a year. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And then talk to us about your courses, you know, 
who are your clients how do you find them and what are your courses about you know it's i i would say my my clients mostly look like me and emulate some level of my story not necessarily with the drinking but mm-hmm. people that have become disconnected with themselves and and look in the mirror and say i don't even know whose life i'm living anymore and you know maybe there is some level of look i have this double life and double life again doesn't necessarily mean drinking it could be the way your your ideology your um you know the way you think about things or um maybe you've just lost you know you've you've given up your time um to other things that are happening in your life and so there's just this disconnect so i help reconnect people with the person inside because that was really what i found at the core of all of this those seven words couldn't have been more true so uh, it's it's people that have high stress jobs mostly in the management um you know maybe they have kids that are under 20 and and there's there's a lot of pressure that's on them and and so it's a five month pr- uh program that i have and we walk through the steps the five steps we we spend a month on each and we work through that reset to reconnect awesome and are your clients uh, from all over the world or how how's that they, been they are yes yes so it is a remote uh usually it's over the phone but sometimes if they are internationally sometimes we get on a zoom call um that's usually how we handle that so yeah but from all over and it's remote and i guess it's it's good that covid's going on i think people are a little more comfortable and and um that that's just the new norm i guess these days so awesome and then what's next for you where where, where do you look uh, uh you know in, in terms of uh, growth for your business. Yeah, so I have an online program that that should be out hopefully within the next 6 months so by 2021 I hope to have the online program so that I always encourage people to get a coach whether that's myself or someone else but someone that they feel comfortable with um I I believe there's so much value in that. Uh but I also plan on having an an individual program out there that people can walk through at their leisure. Um by 2021 I plan on having my my own podcast and then i do plan on expanding this and and having um additional staff uh that will be teaching others on um you know helping others through their own reset so they'll be proficient in the reset methodology so yeah lots of good things coming up are you looking at any collaborations any partnerships with anyone at this point not at this point um it'll really be just growing um growing this business bringing on a few individuals um but in terms of Uh, I would always be open to something but but not at this point. Awesome. So Jen, you know, if I were to ask you for one takeaway for the listeners, something that you can leave with them in terms of a thought or any piece of advice, what would that be? You know, it came down to those seven words for me and it was you need to learn to love yourself. And it is that connection you know we think about our happiness we think about our life vision we think about you know our job whether that be in the home or in the office we have so many things and if you aren't a part of that then it's just a thought or an idea you have to be connected with yourself and that's where you get connected with all of those other things so 
you know, I've got a freebie out on my website. Um, it's, I think I call it the guide to happiness. Go to jensugarmeyer.com. It gives you just some ideas on how to reconnect with yourself, but that's really where it comes from. So if you're looking at yourself in the mirror saying, you know, what is going on? How did I get here? It is just these simple steps that you can take to reconnect and, and start to support yourself, become your biggest advocate. You will see your life change tenfold. Awesome. You mentioned your website. Where, where can people find your book? Yes. Well, the good thing about a last name like Sugarmeyer, uh, I am the one and only Jen Sugarmeyer. So as long as you spell sugar with an E, uh, it's jensugarmeyer.com. Um, you can find my book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, most of the online, um, uh, uh, merchants. There, I mentioned the Audible, uh, for my second book. So yeah, jensugarmeyer.com can lead you to their, but most of the online bookstores, you can find the books. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen, for joining us today and talking us, taking us through your life and times. We wish you the very best with your business and we wish you continued progress on your own self-improvement journey as well. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks for having me. I hope you liked that episode and are enjoying all the episodes in Plan B Success Podcast. I'd encourage you to go subscribe on your favorite platform whether it's any listening platform or YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so that you enjoy this content and extract from it what serves you best, what benefits you in your own life, personal, professional, business, whatever it might be. PlanB.Live is the website where you can go in order to find any episode that you would like to listen to. Three times a week, we release episodes the first being an inspiring interview with someone who's done it, been there, done that, and can inspire you to go after what you want to achieve. Every Monday, that's the episode that gets released. And then, on Wednesdays and Fridays, we pick a topic and we talk about it in order to benefit you in your personal and professional life. At the same time, if you're someone who's interested in learning more about these concepts, if you're someone who's interested in podcasting as well, go check out planbsuccessschool.thinkific.com. That's where all the online courses are. You can learn and benefit from them there as well. There's a bunch of free courses. There's a bunch of paid courses. Start with the free ones. Get to learn what you aspire to learn. And if you want to delve deeper, then you can sign up for the other ones. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.